Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high old silver, the Lone Ranger. With his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, because I'm Silver. John Lacey had come up the hard way in the Old West, pushing into virgin territory, fighting storm and drought, Indians and cattle rustlers, nesters and sheep herders, finally to emerge as one of the wealthiest holders of land and cattle in the lush Red River Valley section. John expected no quarter and gave none. He lent money freely for the purchase of farms, but when payments were due, excuses were not acceptable. John was in a glowering mood the morning he rode into the town of Sherman and reined up in front of the bank. Good there, boy. Morning, John. Morning, John. Morning. Seems like you're opening up kind of late, aren't you? Why, the bank's not supposed to open till 9 o'clock, John. I thought you knew that. Good morning. Come on back to my office. What brings you in so early? I don't like the way you're handling things. I don't like the way I... Uh, sit 
down, John. Sit down. Yeah. You've been letting some of those interest payments lapse. You know I don't stand for that. But John, those men paid up regularly until the drought came along. This season's crop of corn's plenty fine. As soon as they harvest, they'll pay up. Tarnation, take it, Tom. They should have figured on bad crops, too, when they borrowed my money. I'll be reasonable, John. So So you think I'm unreasonable to want folks to keep their word with me, eh? Now, listen to me, Tom Weeks. I lent all six of those men the money to buy up good land adjoining mine. And I hold mortgages on their land. I know all that, John. And you can take my word for it. It's a good investment for you. They'll pay up just you wait and see. I don't intend to wait and see. Do you hear me? Last year, I lost thousands of acres of corn because of the drought, compared to their few hundred acres. Sure. But those farmer neighbors of yours have to depend on that corn crop for their livelihood. You have cattle and other interests, John. Remember that. Why should I remember it? Didn't I fight to get what I have? Did you ever know me to Welsh on a payment? Did you? Answer me that, Tom Weeks. But you're one out of a hundred, John. You have a knack for making things turn out your way. Everybody can't be like that. We're carrying plenty of borrowers right now. But I'm not worried because I know we'll get it when they're able to pay. You can run your doggone bank as you please, Tom. And I'll do my business my way. Let's have no more argument about it. Well, what are you going to do about it then? Notify all of them unless they pay up by Friday... See, this is Monday morning. Unless he do that, I'll foreclose on him. You wouldn't. Oh, yes, I would and will. Now, wait, John. Wait a couple of weeks. By that time, the corn will be ready for harvest. Nope. You notify him like I said. Unless uh, you want to take over the mortgages for him. I wouldn't a minute if I could. Right now, I can't do it. You just can't take away their homes, their crops, their land. Ah, don't talk like a soft-headed fool. Run your bank on a business-like basis, or I'll move my funds over to the bank in Fort Washita, far away as it is. If you do that, John, it'll just about ruin me. Then get out those notifications like I told you. I'll be seeing you again, Tom. Got to get back to the spread. John, you sure have a head for business, for making lots of money, but I'm sorry to find out you don't have a heart. I'll get those notification papers drawn up right away. Good morning to you, Mr. Lacey. The following afternoon, several worried and angry farmers were gathered in the sheriff's office. Is this on the level, Sheriff? We have some rights, haven't we? Our corn will be ripe in a couple of weeks. We're not going to let Lacey get away with this. No, no, man, wait a minute. If you think for one minute I got a hankering to carry out these foreclosures, you got another thing coming. But as sheriff, I have to do it as part of a duty. Now, listen. Me and my family will be destitute, Sheriff. I can't start all over again. Let's go out and force Lacey to hold off. That's what we... Now, wait. Wait. Listen to me, all of you. If John Lacey was doing anything the least bit crooked, I'd have nothing to say about what you did. But it's the law. He has the right to foreclose on you if he wants to. Uh, here comes young Ned Nelson and his wife. Let's find out what they think about him. Howdy, Ned. Hi, Mary. Sheriff, what about this notice? Can Mr. Lacey really do this to us? That's right, Mary. He's got the right. He doesn't have the right to take away food and shelter for my wife and baby. 
He doesn't have the right to throw us out with nothing to start up with again. You're right, Ned. The law says he has, Ned. Uh, are you going to help him do it, Sheriff? As long as I'm Sheriff, son, I'm going to do what the law says is my duty. All right. Maybe as Sheriff you have to do things a certain way, but we don't. I'll fight John Lacey. And I'll fight him with lead if it comes to that. But he's not taking my place away from me. Let's go out and face him down right now. I'm game to have a showdown fight with him and all his ranch. Wait, everybody. Wait, listen to me. Now, look here, Mary. It's no use for you to get it. Please, Ned, let me talk a minute. Go ahead, then. Men, we all know it isn't morally right for John Lacey to do this to us. We're all friends and neighbors. And we'll all suffer by what he's doing. But the law is on his side. Wait, let me finish. We all came out here and took a chance. We had little or nothing. We took a chance when we borrowed from John Lacey. Well, we've lost. But we can start again someplace else if need be. Anything will be better than to have some of you charged with murder. Or perhaps to have some of you killed in a face-down gun fight with Lacey and his men. Mary's right, men. I know how you all feel. Ned and I, well... We worked so hard. And there's our baby. But I won't have Ned, my baby's father, hunted like an outlaw. Or or killed in a fight that would do no good. Gee, Mary, I... Mary said what the wives of all of you would say if they were here. You can't fight the law, boys. Well, as far as I'm concerned, I... I guess you and Mary win, Sheriff. Yeah, what Mary said got me to thinking. Yeah, me too. Well, let's go home, then, and hope for the best. All right. That's right. That evening, Tonto, Indian companion of the Lone Ranger, returned from a trip to town to the camp they shared in the nearby hills. Oh, scum, oh, fella. Oh, fella. Oh, Time for supper, Toto. Any news in town? Ah, uh, me hear men talking store. Them say big rancher named John Lacey going to take homes and land from farmers. Take away their homes and land? I don't understand. Well, him lend them money. Them not able to pay yet. Him send sheriff with papers. Oh, I see. Lacey's foreclosing on their places. Ah, that's right. Them have land next to Lacey's. Have good crops of corn. Lacey not willing to wait till farmers harvest crop. I've heard of John Lacey. He's a hard-headed businessman. You go through with it unless they pay it. Ah. Me here farmers plenty mad. Have meeting in sheriff's office. Them want to go with guns and fight Lacey and his men. How many farmers are affected, Toto? Well, six, Kimasabi. And some have families, too. That's not good. It would be suicide for them to resort to gunplay. A girl... Wife of one of the farmers, talk to him. Get him not to fight. I'm glad of that. She must be a sensible woman. I'd like to do something to help all of them. You think of something, maybe. There's still a little time before dark, Tonto. I'd like to get a look at the land in question. All right, we'll ride over that way. Yes, sir. Pretty big fella, easy. Come uh-huh. uh-huh. Get him up. Come Riding along the Red River Trail past the spread owned by Lacey, the Lone Ranger and Tonto saw thousands of acres of corn growing in the rich, lush valley soil. 
Lacey have plenty fine corn grown, Kimasabi. Yes. Lacey spent time and money developing a variety of corn. It's better and hardier than other corn grown in the West. Ah. We never see corn stalks look like that. Well, others with large holdings utilize their lands for cattle raising and wheat growing. Lacey, knowing corn is a staple food throughout the West, has all that acreage planted in corn. Look, we come into farms where others live, Kimisabi. We see difference in corn stalks on their land. Those farmers are satisfied to grow corn for their own use. As you see, it isn't too good. In spite of his faults, Lacey's interest in developing better corn has been recognized as a service to the country by our government. Oh, me not know that. I've heard the government is buying up a large amount of it this year for seed corn to be distributed to others throughout the country. Oh, that'd be good. And maybe Indians get corn that not die. Them eat plenty corn, but have hard time getting plants to grow sometimes. This year's crop of Lacey's going to mean a great deal to everybody out here, Tonto. Well, here's the boundary line between his land and that of the farmers. Oh, Farmers' crops plenty poor. Yes, but they could make enough from them to pay what they owe Lacey if he'd wait for the harvest. Look, Kimasabi. Oh? Men riding this way from up trail. We'll pull off the trail into the cornfield, Tonto, until they pass. My mask will cause questions. Come on, so get them up, Scout. Meantime, the group of riders coming down trail was headed by John Lacey, who had been inspecting his cattle on his range a few miles beyond. Yes, sir. I'm telling you, men, at last we've come through with a fine big crop of that new corn. It's an achievement that'll change things a lot out this way, as I see it. Must have cost a lot of money to develop that new corn, boss. You know darn well he did, Jed. This is the first crop that's proved it was worth it. It sure does. Say, look ahead. What is it, Adam? See anything? See, riding toward our cornfield. Masked man and an Indian. They're up to something. It's a trick of those farmers, that's what. Get up there. Get up All right, gun him down, man. Throw lead at him. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Continue our story. 
As the Lone Ranger and Tonto turned to ride into the cornfield, they heard the voice of John Lacey shouting, Quick, Tonto, that's John Lacey and some of his ranch hands. Cornstalks will hide us. Look, a high wire fence round cornfield. Too late now to turn back to the trail. We'll have to jump it. Here it comes, Tonto, watch it. Up, Silver! Up, Scout! Made it! Easy, Silver, easy! Easy, fella, easy, fella. They stopped on the trail at the spot where we turned in. Oh, 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 You think it's cyclone coming? Look again, Toto. That's not a cloud. Not a cloud. Locusts. Locusts are coming. Millions of them. Let's go. One thousand. The impact of the Lone Ranger's words had hit Toto like a sledgehammer. And as the two men rode at a fast pace along the trail, the great-hearted and stoical Indian shivered inwardly. Once before, he had witnessed such a cloud. Men had been helpless then. And as Tonto looked at the determined face of the masked man who rode beside him, he wondered, would he, too, be helpless against this enemy guns could not stop? I'll warn the farmers and Lacey. You go on to town. Bring the townsmen out here. Uh-huh. Me get them. Hurry, Tonto, hurry. Home. Get them on this While Tonto rode to town... The Lone Ranger, disregarding the bullets that might come his way because of his mask, raced from farm to farm with the news. Yeah, what do you... Now who? Forget my mask. There's no time to lose. Meet at the Nelson farm. Locusts are settling in the fields beyond the corn crop. The locust plague. It's the end for us. Hurry, get to the Nelson place. Steady, big fella. I'm not an outlaw. I haven't drawn my guns. Now, there's no time to lose. I came to tell you... I don't care why you came, mister. We saw you yesterday... Be quiet and let me talk. 
If you want to save Lacey's corn crop, get every available man and go to Nelson's farm at once. So that's it. Nelson and the others... Shut up, you! Hey, look at those guns. He's got the drop on all of us. He sure got nerve. Why, you ornery cuss. Oh, my head! Hey! He checked the floor. Got him in the head. I'm sorry to have to do that. But you'll listen and like it. What's going on here? Who fired that... An outlaw? No, not an outlaw. Your foreman wouldn't listen, Lacey. I think he will now, and so will you. Listen to what? What's the idea? I came to get your help. Help that will save your own crops, perhaps. I don't savvy. Locusts, millions of them, settling in the wheat fields over the hill beyond Nelson's place. A locust plague? Great day, that's the end of my big corn crop. There's no way to stop them. It's ruination for the whole valley. Where's your gumption, Lacey? I thought you were a fighter. Well, Sunder, I'll fight anything that threatens my corn fields any time. But... But locusts, how can Get a man... your men over to Nelson's place. We'll find a way to stop the locusts. Come on, Silver! After leaving John Lacey's ranch, the Lone Ranger rode back up the trail and over the hill to Ned Nelson's farm. Oh, sir, oh, he's just... hey, hey, hey. Here's that fast man who warned us. Who is he, anyhow? Oh, no, but that don't matter right now. Where's Nelson? Here I am, mister. I heard you got these men to come here to help, so I won't question that mask right now. Does the mask matter? I came here last, Nelson, because you may be the hardest to convince. Convince? Look, we're wasting time. We better get out there and dig ditches, do something to hold those locusts back. We saw them, my wife and I. There's millions of them. We'll be ruined for sure now. Yes, why don't all the men go out and... Oh. It's all right, honey. This masked man was the one who warned the others and got him here. Now listen, everyone. Time is short. All right, hold it down. Those locusts are moving this way. Your cornfields stand between them and John Lacey's fields. It'll serve Lacey right to lose his crime. Right. I know all of you are bitter against Lacey. I know he plans to take your homes and land away from you. That's right. But if the locusts reach Lacey's extensive corn crops, the entire valley will suffer. Over a period of years, he developed a new corn, a hardier, better type. That means much to all of us in the West, where corn means so much. Men, you've got to help me save Lacey's corn crop. Even if what you say is right, how can we save it? My plan is simple. All of you spread out along the boundary between your fields and Lacey's land. The corn is dry enough to burn. We'll set a backfire going toward the locusts and destroy them. It's the only way. Well, let him lose his with the rest of us. Why should we burn our crop? Listen, listen, all of you. The masked man is right. The whole territory is watching and waiting for Lacey's corn. You let us handle this, Mary. Maybe we can save part of our crops by plowing a wide ditch. It won't work, Nelson. The locust won't... He's policing his men. If we lose, let him lose, too. (laughs) Jumping catfish, boss. Look at that hill over yonder. Yes, it's black with locusts. Millions of them. All right, fast man. What's your idea for stopping him? I propose that these six men who have the crops adjoining yours burn their crops. The flames would destroy the locusts and save the big corn crop. Well, then, what are we standing around for? Let's get started. No, Lacey. We're not burning our crops to save you. Hey, Sunday, I've got 12 men to your six. In spite of what you say, my men will start the fires and burn your crops right now. Oh, no, they won't, Lacey. Hey, he's holding a gun right on Lacey. Well, I thought it was his idea in the first place. Well, see here, what's, what's the idea of holding that gun on me? Like somebody just said, burning was your idea, wasn't it? Yes. Provided the farmers agreed to burn their crops. They don't see things my way. Go on. Your foreclosures haven't taken effect yet. So the crops still belong to them. Now listen, you farmers. 
If Lacey extends your mortgages for another year, will you agree to burning the crops? Get his promise and we'll agree. Also, let him pay for the loss of our crops. And get it in right. No, confound it. I won't be forced into any such promise. Kid, this is orders. Take our men. Hold on, Lacey. If your men make one move without the written promise these men want, I'll be forced to use this gun. Men? Are you going to sit there and let this man do what he says, boss? We're not drawn against him. Well, I'll, I'll write it out when I get back to town. No, you won't. Nelson, go inside your ranch house and write up your demands for Lacey to sign. And hurry. All right. It won't take long. Lacey sat waiting for Ned Nelson to return with the papers to sign. He was sharp and shrewd, and he realized that even though he were forced to make such a deal... It would be for his benefit in the long run by saving his crops. Much as he hated the Lone Ranger's demand, he knew his Red River Valley holdings depended upon stopping the plague. In a short time, Nelson came from the ranch house with the papers and pen and ink. Here you are, Lacey. I brought a pen along, too. You can sit right there in your horse and sign it. This is an outrage. A regular hold-up. All right, give them to me. Here you are. Yeah, you got it all in right, didn't you? Now do something before those critters get any closer. Well, let's go. Let's go. All right, man, let's go. 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 let the Lone Ranger ordered the men to spread out and start many fires simultaneously. Soon the flames were leaping higher and higher as they moved over the cornfields toward the creeping, ravishing black carpet of insects, which was discernible on the ridge of the hill beyond. Those flames will do the trick. I hope it stops them. Don't worry, it will. I'm sure of it. There, stranger. Looks like your plan is going to do the work. Concern it, I still resent the way you made me sign those papers first. Well, Lacey, I John wanna... Lacey, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Yeah? Why couldn't you act like a real man for once? Well, just hold on, Mrs. Nelson. I, I got to protect my own interests. Mrs. Nelson tried to get the farmers to burn their crops before you arrived, Lacey. She was willing to lose all she owned. Why was she willing to do that? She realizes what that corn of yours means to the valley and to the whole west. Yes, and if we settlers don't stick together... Plagues and savages can wipe us out entirely. If we'd owned our farms, or you'd acted halfway decent about the payments, we'd have agreed to burn our crops to save yours. I'd like to believe that. I do believe it, Lacey. I want my son to grow up to be prosperous, to have land and money, too. But with it all, I want him to have a heart for helping his neighbors. But I guess that's talk you wouldn't understand, John Lacey. <clears throat> Dagnabbit, I haven't had a dressing down since my wife died. I, I like you a spunk, young woman. I'll make out new papers saying those farms are the property of each of you. How's that? I'm sure the locusts will definitely stop. We leave you men now to talk things over. Not a fellow. Uh-huh. Be ready. Adios. Come on, Silver. Look at that. Mask hombre stopped the plague, and he and Mrs. Nelson proved you people are worth having as friends and neighbors. Uh, 
I wonder who he is. The Indian told me he's the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger? Well, I'll be darned. He's what I call a real man of the West. He's wonderful. The story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated.